Hi, I'm Kingsley. And I'm Sophia. And this is Breakpoint Radio. Your fortnightly takeaway of tech. Well, hello there and welcome to this. <laughs> oh, don't steal my thunder. This is, this is my... Oh, okay. Actually, it's probably better if you do it. So, this week, chopped and changed around with the intro music to try and find something to um, talk about intro music-wise, but I think I'll Snazzy. just be I'll be riffing solo on this. Um, but yeah, new single by Icarus. Kind of interesting. They were smashing it last year. Um, see what you think. Okay. Not to everyone's taste. Mm. Disco-y. Mm. Um, Disco-y. Also, Hamilton soundtrack that you recommended. I'm obsessed. When, when do you go to see it? Next month. So we've been listening to it. I didn't know whether to listen to it before or after we went, but somebody who had seen it said that it's quite fun to listen to before because there's quite a lot going on. Uh, it's great. Tickets like gold dust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at least in America, it's one of like it's renowned for being hard to get tickets for. And Black I'm Panther. so excited. Black Panther's just come out too. Um, need oh, I'd to, like see to see it. That. It's supposed to be the best mm. one, the best Marvel. The film. best Marvel. Film. So, so I've heard. It's not hard. Um, oh, that's heresy. Um, all right. Otherwise, I suppose the big news since we last caught up was the Falcon oh, yeah. Space Falcon Heavy hmm. SpaceX takeoff. Did you see it? So I oh. saw it. I saw that he landed some of the stuff afterwards, which was pretty. Yeah, the, the pretty new. Yeah, that kind of simultaneous landing thing. Mm. That was yeah, that was pretty awesome. Mm. Um, and there's a car in bit, space. Bit controversial. Car in space. Why is it controversial? Um, should we really be emitting more junk into space like a car in space? Oh, I know, but it's diff- it feels a bit different, doesn't it? It feels a bit different. I guess if you're a billionaire and you're paid to launch a rocket, you can probably... Is it doing anything? Um, isn't it supposed to do an orbit of Mars or something? See, that's pretty something cool. That's not like junk. That. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the most expensive advertising thing in the world. Is it a small... Is it smaller than a normal satellite? If so, he's mm. technically saving. And actually, I don't, I don't know how it disintegrates or don't know what the kind of lifespan of it is either. But, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. It's it's nice to get the younger, younger ones uh, interested in space and putting a car up there is one way to do it. Oh yeah, no, I think it's really got people fired up about space again. Mm. So, which is all good. The wear ML bot. You should have used this while you were on holiday. Mm. So wear ML bot. You take a picture of wherever you are in the world, and without using GPS or exifs or anything embedded in the photo in the image, it tries to detect where you are. And it's. Um, I wonder how accurate it is. I'm not sure. It always replies. I think with a, it always with replies several with yeah, places. with like mm. multiple choices. Um, and I th- from the people I know have used it. It's been kind of accurate. Hmm. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah, it's been like within a 50 mile radius of where they actually are. So, how, how does it do yeah. that? Because surely it's either spot on or it's not. Surely, yeah, like if it's reading the picture. Don't know. This is so it's asking people to submit photos to be part of the training data for it. Oh, cool. But I think people are submitting photos like from oblique angles to say, yeah, I'll, I'll catch you out. Um, so it's not really helping then. No, but it's doing really, yeah, the bot itself's doing reasonably well. Mm. Um, all right, um, next up, the decisions you dispute. So this was an article, again, that did the rounds of um, what do you do if you work for an organisation that asks you to push 
ideas that you don't believe in or I'll tell you what so here's a case in point you're working somewhere and they say use X technology stack or Y technology stack or it's actually very similar to a previous experience I had where it was suggested that I move a team to Scala from a a different language that was difficult to hire for and some people really resisted it so yeah I think um, I've never really worked in a company that has that I've experienced such a you do this I'm not interested in your opinion just do it yeah. I've always worked at places where the decision has always been um, at least seemingly decided at the bottom level, even though I'm sure there's a, a bit of persuasiveness, a bit of, what did you call it, nudge management? Yeah, yeah, oh, the nudge, nudge mechanics. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm sure there's been a bit of that involved, but generally it's always felt like a team decision, like bottom-up management style thing. I would imagine if... Uh, there's a lot of that in there. If you're being... <laughs> If you're being told exactly what to do and you disagree with it, one, I would question whether your values align with the company that you're in. Yeah. And if you if they do, it shouldn't be an issue. But Totally agree. I'll tell you what, the most difficult situation... Well, the most challenging situation that this hit me in was I was asked to um, help with end-of-year reviews for people, but to have a forced distribution of how people were reviewed. Yeah. So if you're reviewing ten people... Only one could be in the um, top category. Who is that helpful for, then? So I think the whole idea had been that um, some teams at a particular organisation were basically marking everyone in their team as superstars and Mm. suggesting that they should all get pay rises, whereas um, some senior managers believe that there should be a forced distribution. So I was asked to impose a forced distribution on people's reviews. So it's a money thing? Part of it's money, but it does reflect also in the feedback you give people. So So different people having different expectations. Yeah, it's it's really, yeah. Surely there's a better way of doing it than forcing a... Well, it's hard if you've got, like, ten people and three of them are really smashing it, but you can only say to one of them that they've exceeded expectations. Yeah. And the other two, you say, oh, you did really well, but not quite well enough to be... That Yes. Yeah, that was the one incident I've been involved in where I really didn't agree with it. But But you did it anyway. Well, there seemed to be no way around it. Um, yeah, it's kind of horrible, really. So this article looks like it helps people in that dilemma. Yeah, this this article kind of suggests that that would have been the time to walk. Um, <laughs> Which I think of, is a privileged uh, answer to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not always not always an option. No. So, um, all right. The next one up was the de- developer's dilemma. So this goes through the idea that people have moved from selling software with licenses to selling their... So going from delivery and selling software to selling their time as being an employee and that the next wave is probably selling access to a developer, so selling your reputation. So Yeah, but it's weird in that it's something that I think already implicitly happens. Yeah. So I think what it was interesting about this is that they were talking about how the stuff that people do for free is usually the more interesting and valued yeah. stuff. And the stuff that people just churn out for a company that they get paid for isn't usually the stuff that's interesting to talk about or is been doing anything particularly exciting. The things that people talk about in conferences and stuff is usually the stuff they've done in their spare time or for open source, which is, yeah, really interesting. And, and it's true. And for the most part, if I'm doing projects that are kind of freelance projects, for sure people are hired on 
who they are and if you've worked with them before. And I, I mean, that's really how hiring, I think, over the past five, ten years has worked. You hire people you know you've worked with who you think will get the job done. It's all based on reputation. It's not at least the past five or so years that I've been seeing it. So you hire a different kind of level than uh, what it's probably, I'm maybe it's doing quite specific right now. or quite niche. I'm I hire a, I'm on the recruitment process for juniors and things like that in ITV and I think that is the opposite. I think it's a lot of trust and faith and how they come across in their interview. Yeah, okay. So that's almost like mm. that's almost hiring on potential. Yeah. So and yeah. Because I'm guessing that exactly you pull yeah. people in not necessarily based on tech test results, but based on feedback and feel. It's more about, yeah, I don't know how far I should go into this, but it's more about not necessarily the thing they've done on their tech test, but when they come in and pair with you and get better and how they approach and how they how they approach criticism and how they uh, grasp new concepts and how they apply them in that, for example, that hour's time. Okay. It's more that rather than... Yeah, it's hard to have a reputation. Uh, at that all point. good and useful to know, and I think ITV is still hiring, so um, that's, that's how you Always. get through the hiring <laughs> process. Um, all right, let's rifle through some other bits and bobs that are doing the rounds. So, JDK 10 release candidate came out yesterday, which is kind of interesting. See how much breaks. Um, they're bringing in um, local state variable. What's it called? Where it can assume the type. It's basically getting closer and closer to Scala every day, but that's just my thoughts on it. Very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of getting there. It'd be interesting another couple of years' time to see if there is still a separate set of languages like Scala versus where Java's up to there. Um, Scala JS had its fifth birthday. Um, some, um, some contentious stuff about um, consent that you give while arrested by US police, which um, have kind of done the rounds, probably not one to talk about right now, but very... Go on, you've got... No, no, I was just going to say it seems a... Uh, so there's a tweet that says that in certain states an officer has certain yeah. uh, allowances that they probably shouldn't have, whereas... I don't know, the, I read the thread underneath it. It seems to be a bit more complex than it first looks. Yeah, I mean, the, the headline is quite... All the rest, uh, all the same. lady who was attacked. Mm. Um, and supposedly, once you're under arrest in thir- one of 35 states, then you waive all rights of um, consent. consent and all mm. sorts. So, um, yeah, uh, tricky. From, from the headline, it's very difficult to agree with it and not just think it's plain wrong. But you're right, there's Seems more to be detail. more complex, yeah. Um, Facebook's painting on class forecasting. Now, this seemed like it was a storm in a teacup, really. It's basically the criteria that Facebook use to try and put you in a social demographic group. So it's like, if you're over this age and you own a house, then you're probably middle class. What do they do with that information? So this is meant to be promoted back to advertisers so that you can have... So middle targeted... class people need different adverts? So maybe you will pay for X, Y, maybe this is more in your socioeconomic um, purchase power. Uh, so, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, this is the kind of stuff that's done around for years. Yeah, so. and it's a shame that they, they have like uh, attention-grabbing words like social class, because what it really is is trying to match you up with things that you might be more likely to buy. Which is... Which is what everyone wants right now, so like in terms of advertising. It's a world of big data. It's of big data. There's got to be some way of filtering through getting advertised stuff. Mm. Everyone's getting advertised stuff. Um, which is a weird kind of um, diversion into the Web3 stuff, 
but maybe we'll do a separate recording about Web3, um, not one for today. Um, the Docker Ops stuff, um, lots of love going towards um, Kubernetes COPS project right now. Um, that seems to be, everyone seems to be moving over to it from having done stuff with Terraform. Mm. Everyone now seems to be going as deep into Kubernetes as they can. And the and finalies. Now, I don't know if this is an actual thing or just a suggestion, but the Lady Doritos. Have they yeah. ever said that it's for, they have, haven't they? So the CEO, I think, said that um, they've done some market Girls research. Girls don't like to crunch. Don't like to crunch, don't like to, don't like to eat from the bag. Whatever that I've means. never met. Um, I've never met a woman who has worried about eating from the bag and crunching or not. Don't know what that's focus that's group they're uh, looking at. It's, uh, I only know so many though. It's a, a very, very peculiar feedback. Um, and the only other kind of trivial, frivolous link was, uh, I guess, a brow- I don't get to use that word very often, a browser plugin that lets you encrypt secrets and share them in a picture of Kim Kardashian. Wow. Win-win. So, so much to say about that, isn't there? No, I think that's probably about it, isn't it, really? <laughs> um, the only other stuff coming up, um, Internet Agreements Conference 2 is on next weekend, next Friday or something, um, and... There's some, actually I think the day before or after that, there's some free Google Kubernetes training happening near King's Cross. So yeah, that should be cool. Cool. Right, and over time already. There we go. Mm -hmm. Right, let's wrap it up. Till next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you.